0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Home Recording Made Easy.com podcast. This is episode 18. Thank you so much for joining me this week. My name is David Vignola, your gracious host. This week, we're going to talk about different DAWs and which is better, and is there really a difference, and what should you get? If you're looking in the market for a new DAW or should you switch from one DAW to another, what's this all about? There's a lot of controversy online about different DAWs. Everyone gets real passionate about their favorite DAW, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Also, stick around to the end of the podcast. I'm going to give you a couple of free gifts, so you want to make sure you tune in for that. Listen all the way through. So now sit back and let's talk about DAWs right here on the Home Recording Made Easy.com podcast. Okay, everybody, welcome to episode 18 at the Home HomeRecordingMadeEasy.com podcast. Thank you so much once again for stopping by again this weekend, for listening. Now, before we get started again, if you like this podcast or if you have found any of this past episodes, I've done, what, 17 other episodes up to this point. If you've enjoyed them in any way, I hope you're leaving me a nice, positive review, giving me the thumbs up where appropriate, and sharing this podcast with others because it really does help me, and the more love you give me, the more motivation I have to make more Weekly podcasts for you. So I need your help. And then also too, if you have any show or topic ideas or things you'd like me to cover on future episodes of the podcast, make sure you email me at info at home recordingmadeeasy.com. Just go to home recordingmadeeasy.com and click the contact us link. And let me know what you think. If you have a show idea or a topic that you think I should cover or may be beneficial, not only to you, but to other people in the home studio community, I would love to hear your opinion and love to get your feedback. So make sure you do those things. And then lastly, make sure you stick around till the end of the episode, because I'm going to give you a couple of free gifts as I do all the time. And I want to take care of you any way I can and just say thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. So let's jump into episode 18 here. And DAWs, and oh boy, <laughs> you know, the DAW, right? It's the thing that we all use today to record, Digital Audio Workstation. If you're new and you don't know what DAW stands for, it is really the heartbeat or the central a uh, piece of software or a central tool that we use to record in our home studios. Record, mix, master, all that stuff all has to be done today in a DAW. Although it doesn't have to be. You could always do things the way of analog like we used to do in the good old days if you want to. But most people listening to this and most people t- today in the home studio environment, I'd say 99.9% of you are using a DAW of some kind. Or you are considering building your first home studio. You're new to recording with a computer. And you want to know what DAW should you pick? And again, this is a topic that um, there is no right one right answer for everyone. There is no one size fits all for everyone. Um, but I want to try to maybe help you decide, and then talk to you a little bit about DAWs, and maybe, maybe even you know, just uh, just you know, uh, debunk if you will some of the myths that are out there. So. Is there really a difference? We're going to find out here. Let's talk a little bit about that. So first of all, there are several DAWs on the market today as of the recording of this podcast, which is uh, we're getting towards the end of 2020. And so the main ones that are on the market today are PreSonus Studio One, uh, Steinberg's Cubase, and Uendo, Steinberg Nuendo, which is like Cubase on steroids. (laughs) There's a good old fashioned Pro Tools that have been around since the beginning. Apple Logic, if you're a Mac user, Reaper. Harrison Mixbus, Universal Audio has a new one called Luna, Apple's GarageBand. And I'm sure there are others out there. Those are the main ones. I'm trying to think if there's another one. I couldn't think of another one off the top of my head, but those are the main ones. I would say probably the three most commonly used ones, uh, you know, that I see or, you know, just trying to, you know, take a poll of my students that follow me would be um, Studio One, Pro Tools, Logic, are usually the one, that the top three, and then Cubase is in that mix somewhere as well. I have very few people that I know use Reaper, or Harrison Mixbus. Oh, and although, in um, Luna, Universal Audio's Luna is brand new, probably only four or five months old as of the recording this video. And I think a lot of people are, that have Universal Audio and a Universal Audio Apollo interface um, are starting to check Luna out. I've checked it out. I've done some YouTube reviews on it. I've done a couple of mixes using it with our mixing made content. Um, and I enjoy it and I like it in Luna. I think sooner or later will be a, a pretty, um, a pretty, uh, strong contender in the DAW space over time. They're brand new to it, as I said. So those are the main choices. Now, one of the things that come up a lot, or one of the main questions that people have, or have asked me in the past, is, you know, is there, what is the difference between them? Now, they all, let's just, let's just say right off the top that all DAWs pretty much do the same thing. You can record, you can write and produce, you can mix, and you can even master music in every one of the DAWs I just mentioned. Now, they all may do it a little bit differently. Some may have additional feature sets um in certain areas where maybe others do not. One example of that might be in PreSonus Studio One Professional. You have what's called the Project Page, which is really their mastering suite, where something like Pro Tools doesn't have a mastering suite or Cubase for that for that matter. But you can still master music in Pro Tools and Cubase without even using a project page. Okay. And I have a whole course on this. Oh, by the way, you want to talk about mastering. If you want to check out the new, newly released 2020 course, Mastering Made Easy, I show you exactly how to master music in any DAW, perfect for beginners. Stick around till the end of the episode and you'll get a coupon code so you can pick up Mastering Made Easy at a discounted price. But let's just say all DAWs pretty much do the same thing. They all do things a little bit differently, but you can achieve all of the things um, that we just mentioned in any one of those DAWs, also including recording and working with MIDI. That's another real popular thing, VST instruments, so on and so forth. They all do it on some level. Okay. So that's the first thing. Um, the, the next question or the next, you know, number one thing that people talk about is, you know, do they sound different? Meaning which one sounds better? Um, I've heard, I've read and have heard, and have had people tell me that they swear they can hear a difference between one DAW and another. That the sound engine or something in the coding and something under the hood of these uh, software, um, recording softwares, have something done where you can actually hear an audible difference and one sounds better than another. There are some people, although I think it's a fairly small percentage of people, comparatively speaking, that will swear that they can hear a difference, that there is a difference. And then there's more people, I think, in kind of the camp that I'm in that I've never been able to really hear the difference. And I have all these major DAWs, and I've used them all, and I'm familiar with all of them, um, some more than others, but I know enough about all of them, and they've used all of them to tell you – with with a uh, pretty strong certainty that I don't hear a difference between any of them. They all sound the same to me, especially then when you're, when you're using plugins and doing different types of things with changing the sound with EQs and compressors and saturators and tape machines. I don't hear any difference between them. So if you're someone that's new or if you're someone that has a DAW and you like your DAW, but you think it doesn't sound that great and you heard that DAW... X, Y, and Z sounds better than the DAW that you're using. That is just not true. If you're not happy with the recordings or the mixes that you're turning out on your DAW, it's you, it's not the DAW. Okay. Let, let's get that out of the way. Um, and so again, there may be people listening to this that would tell me I'm absolutely wrong about that, but that, that's just my opinion and take it for what it's worth. Um, and I would think that most people would agree with me. It's all digital. It's all ones and zeros at the end of the day. And they, they they sound the same. It's not like a piece of analog hardware, like a tape machine, for example, a physical, a real, you know, analog tape machine where they all sound a little different. Or all analog equipment sounds a little different from each other. But you know what I mean? It's not like that. It's computer. It's digital. It's ones and zeros. They sound the same. So for someone that's new, if you have a DAW and you're not getting good results out of it, it isn't the DAW. It's you. <laughs> okay? So let's... So let's just say that. Now, you say, well, well, then why would you pick one over the other? Why would you pick, you know, PreSonus Studio One over Pro Tools? Or why would you pick Logic over, you know, Reaper? Or why would you pick, pick uh, Cubase over Luna or, or what have you, whatever combination you want to talk about? Well, really the difference is, and I think one of the things that you need to think about when you're either in the market for a DAW or if you already have a DAW and you're consider switching. so let's And those are two very different things. So let's start with the easier one, which is if you already are working in a DAW and you're thinking of switching, the only reason why that I would suggest that you switch from one DAW to the other, regardless of which one, is if there is a very specific feature or tool that you're using your workflow or th- or going to need to use in your workflow on a regular basis that your DAW just doesn't have. Now, again, like I said, they can all mix, they can all master, you can write and record music in all of them. But there may be some finer detail inside of each one of those buckets where they may have certain feature sets or certain workflows that you like one over the other. And I think that's probably the biggest difference between all of these DAWs is some of them have um, what you may perceive as, because everyone's different, right? You may perceive as an easier or simpler workflow Um, than another one, um, or they may have a specific feature set that maybe the other one either doesn't have or has, but not at the level that you need it. Okay. So if you're thinking about switching to another DAW, it should be for one of those two reasons. It shouldn't be because you think The DAW sound doesn't sound as good, or you just can't get good results in it because you don't know your software well enough because you haven't done the appropriate, taken the appropriate time to take the appropriate training to really learn the tool that you have before you jump ship and and, uh, and, uh, switch to a new one. That it should be more about workflow and feature set, okay? So that's why you would kind of pick one over the other, is that they all do things a little, a little bit differently. And you know. And so when you're, now if you're deciding, well, I'm new in the market, I don't know which one to buy, which one would I recommend? Well, there's a couple of ways you can go about that decision. The first way I would tell you is if, you're, if you have other uh, colleagues, musicians, friends, people that do recording themselves, what do they use? Okay, Take a poll of your friends or your colleagues and find out what they're using. And get their opinion. And if you find that most of your friends are using one specific DAW, you ought to try that one. Now you may say, well, why is that? Because you already have a built-in little training community that can help you get over the learning curve. Because all of these DAWs have learning curves, especially when you're brand new and you've never done it before. It's like learning a foreign language. And it can be very frustrating and very overwhelming. And if you have friends that are already using the specific DAW that you're using, that can be very, 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 very helpful. That's one way. Um, for you or one point you should think about before choosing which DAW you should use. The second thing that you should think about before, you know, before deciding which DAW to use is what is the online community for each one of those DAWs offer? In other words, how is the Facebook communities? Are there lots of Facebook groups where you could get some help from people if you need some help or you could provide help to others once you get, get uh, more comfortable with the DAW? How is the online community, whether it be on Facebook or on YouTube, uh, how are the YouTube videos for those DAWs? When you want to search for something, when you're having difficulty learning how to do a specific task in the DAW, can you search it on YouTube and find it quite easily? That's another huge, huge thing. Okay, so now you're not only checking to see what your friends and your colleagues are using, but then what is the online community support system look like? And then thirdly, how about the company itself? Do they provide a user forum? Do they provide a knowledge base? How easily is it for you to contact their tech support and actually get a response? Now, this is a big one. And this is where the companies, unfortunately, um, vary quite a bit from each other, where there's certain companies I've had experiences with that you can never get anybody to help you. And then there's other companies it's quite easily uh, to get access to get help from tech support. When you go through their process and fill out the support tickets or however their process is. So that's another thing that you want to heavily consider when choosing your DAW is, hey, can I get support? And if I can't get support, uh, that might be, uh, you know, that might be a game changer for you. You want to be able to get support when you need it and get some help when you need it. Okay, So those are kind of the three main things that I would think about before choosing a DAW, and if you even are are really heart-set on switching your DAW, you don't want to be switching DAWs every six months because you're struggling. You want to try to pick a piece of software that works for you based on your needs and your workflow, and you want to stick with it and really, really learn it. Learn it inside and out. Try to become an expert on it, and it'll make your recording, your mixing, and your mastering process and your home studio experience much more enjoyable. enjoyable when you're not fighting the darn piece of software. (laughs) Okay. So that's why I would pick one over the other. And those are some of the things that I would tell you to consider when choosing your DAW. The next question that'll come up uh, from time to time is, if i'm running it on a mac or a pc does it really matter what specifically should i look for if i'm on a pc what should i specifically look for if i'm on a mac as far as a daw is concerned um what i can tell you is that most of these daw's will run on both platforms there are some exceptions to that uh for example apple logic only runs or logic pro x only runs on a mac because it's a mac uh, developed product um So you want to keep that in mind. Um, But most of the other ones run on both. You know, Studio One, Cubase, Pro Tools, Reaper, Harrison Mixbus, and Universal Audio's Luna. Uh, Well, as of the recording of this podcast, I don't believe Universal Audio Luna is PC Windows um, compliant yet. In other words, it's not compatible yet. But I know for a fact that they're working to release that. Right now, it just works on a Mac. But by the time you listen to this, if you have a Universal Audio... Interface a Universal Audio Apollo, and you're running Windows. Chances are you'll be able to run it on Windows uh, as well. But the um, but things like GarageBand and Logic Pro, those only run on the Mac. So if you have a Mac, you have the options of having those. Um, If you're using Windows, Apple Logic and GarageBand are going to be kind of out of the question. But that's okay. The rest of them will run on either one, and um, most of the feature sets and the way you would work with them on a Mac or a PC are almost identical, with very subtle differences. I know like PreSonus Studio One, the PC version. There are a few menu items and a few tasks that you do uh, that are slightly different than the Mac version, but I mean, it's very, very minor. 99% of the program runs identical. It looks identical. You should have no worries there. So if you switch from a Mac to a PC or from a PC to a Mac, you should be able to just download whatever DAW you're currently using on whatever platform you're using. You should just be able to download the, the new platform that you're going to and everything should work just fine. So in the end, is there a real difference between them? Well, they all work, like I said, a little bit differently. It really depends on workflow and what you're really trying to achieve. And if you use the three kind of main uh, thoughts on before you're choosing your DAW or if you're going to switch DAWs, you know, fun, you know, again, who else is using them that you know? What is the support system like online? How is the company's uh, tech support? If you consider those things, you can make a choice on any one of these DAWs and they're all going to work just fine. Millions of people create professional sounding music on every one of the, um, of the DAWs that I mentioned. Now, you may say, well, Dave, which one do you use? Which What is my personal preference? Well, my personal preference, if you've been following me for any length of time, is PreSonus Studio One. I've been using that for, uh, I don't know, we're at version 5 now as, as of the recording of this podcast. I've been using them since version 2.5, which was about maybe, I don't know, six, eight years ago I've been using them. Um, prior to that, I was using Cubase for many years, and Cubase is a wonderful DAW as well. Uh, and before that, in kind of parallel with Cubase, uh, for a lot of years, I used Pro Tools, like a lot of people that have been in the business a long time. Um, and I prefer Studio One. I prefer Studio One for beginners especially because, to me, um, the one thing I like about Studio One that um, that I don't like about Pro Tools Avid, um, and one of the criticisms I have of Pro Tools, is the way Pro Tools works today And the workflow and the look of it, and 99% of the function of it is exactly the same as it was 20 years ago. Whereas Cubase and Studio One, in particular, um, they have constantly evolved and have become more intuitive and have become more user friendly and have added more rich, uh, feature rich uh, things in there. And some of the, and something like uh, Pro Tools, for example. Or even logic for that matter have kind of stuck in the times, you know. Not that it does, not that it doesn't work great, it does, but they haven't really evolved as much as I would have liked to seen over the years from some of these other DAW companies. But they still work great. But something like Studio One for me, um, especially when I'm, you know, when people ask me that are new to recording and say, "What do I recommend?" I always recommend PreSonus Studio One because it is the easiest one to learn for a beginner, in my um, experience. It does have, if not the, certainly one of the uh, largest user communities online in Facebook and in YouTube, meaning that you can find help uh, when using Studio One if you really need to online. There's a lot of wonderful people willing to help. Not that the other companies don't have their own user forms and don't have their own online communities, but they don't seem to be as large, and it seems like getting the information is a little bit more challenging in my experience um you know th- that's just my own experience so i personally recommend PreSonus studio 1 if i had to pick a number 2 i would probably say that cubase steinberg's cubase is probably number 2 <clears throat> excuse me because of the uh cubase is very um from a workflow standpoint, is very Studio One esque, meaning that a lot of the feature sets are the same. It's very similar in the way it operates. It has all the same features and functions that Studio One does. It just is, some things are done a little bit differently. So those are are, are my top two that I would recommend. But again, I would do your research on your own. I would see what my friends were using and I would kind of go down uh, that road and pick one. And, And the most important thing that I can leave you with today with as far as DAWs goes is, yes, there isn't really one that's quote unquote better than another. Again, they all pretty much do the same thing. And when you find the DAW that you're going to use, I would recommend before you bail ship on it is to learn it, to really spend a lot of time with it. Like anything, the more time you spend with it, the more training that you take on it, the more you kind of dive under the hood and see what it can and can't do, the better it's going to be for you. And I think what you'll find with any DAW is that if you spend the time with it, you'll find that whatever you pretty much want to do in your recording and mixing endeavors, you're going to be able to do in any one of these DAWs. From a price point of view, I know that's another—I kind of didn't talk too much about price uh, about uh, with this topic because I know there's some varying price points on these different DAWs. And also keep in mind that every one of these—not every one, but most of these DAWs will have different levels of— of them, meaning like you'll have in Studio One, you'll have what's called the Prime version or the Free Trial version. You'll have one called the Artist version, and you'll also have one called the Professional version. And as you step up uh, to the different versions, you get more features, and therefore it becomes more expensive. Pro Tools is very much the same way. Um, Cubase is like that as well. Um, But there's some other uh, DAWs like Logic Pro, where it's just Logic Pro. There is no, you know, light version. There is no free version. Logic Pro is Logic Pro, and you get all the features regardless if you want them or not. And I believe um, uh, Luna, Universal Audio Luna, is the same exact way. Same thing with GarageBand. So, again, that's another thing you can also use as part of your decision-making process, but certainly shouldn't be the most important thing, is how much does it cost? I know cost is always a an issue for everyone, me myself included. However, uh, they're all pretty much right around the same pricing at the end of the day. Some may be a little bit more than another. Some may have a few more features than another, but you're in the same ballpark. And some of these DAW companies also offer uh, a subscription-based usage as opposed to just buying the software outright which could be a great way for you to try a piece of software for a month or two and not have to commit to pay for the full package. Uh, Studio One has that. I know uh, Avid Pro Tools has that. Some people hate that model. Um, I kind of think it's a good way for you to kind of test drive the software, pay for a month, and if you don't like it and want to try something else, you could go pay for a month somewhere else until you find something uh, that works for you. So, there is my take on DAWs. Which one is better? That's totally up to you. If you're new, I would recommend Studio One. That would be the one I would recommend, but they're all great. And most importantly, whatever you have, learn that software before you jump ship, because more times than not, it's not the software is the reason why your productions may be lacking. It's because of your skill set. And that's why you're here at Home Recording Made Easy to get some skill set. So speaking of HomeRecordingMadeEasy.com, I want to give you a couple of free gifts. So, first and foremost, I want you to go out to home recordingmadeeasy.com and I have a free mini mixing training course i want to give you absolutely free it's right on the homepage. click on the orange button you'll be able to download it to your computer right away and along with that free mixing course i have my five professional or pro tips to a professional sounding mix it's a nice little pdf cheat sheet that you can use with the mini mixing course and i also provide all the audio files so you can mix the song along with me on the video go get that at home recording today and also while you're there if you want to check out any of the other training courses on my website if you use the coupon code podcast 30 that will take 30% off any one of the training courses on my website it's my gift to you just for checking out home recording made easy.com. and last but certainly not least if you want to get better at the craft of mixing right you want to get better you want your mixes to sound professional like your songs can compete with songs that you hear on the radio or your favorite streaming platform then you want to check out what i have going on at mixing made easy. Dot .net. So, once again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Again, I want to hear from you. Send me an email, let me know what topics you'd like me to cover on the future podcast episodes and I would be glad to try to oblige. And until next week, I've been Dave with Home Recording Made Easy.com and Mixing Made Easy.net. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week. Take care.